house it's me it's your man it's your main man it's old walls and i'm here for a thanksgiving edition of old walls house when you go around the table and say what you're thankful for say you're thankful for old walls house this year first time you'll be able to say that at thanksgiving but you're gonna say you're gonna say mom dad grandma grandpa aunts and uncles nieces and nephews great grandma great grandpa great aunts and uncles your sister's boyfriend, your brother's girlfriend, you're going to let them know. You're thankful for old Wall's house. So, guys, and I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for you, my listeners, that keep talking, keep coming back and keep listening. I'm talking. You're not talking. I'm talking. You're listening. I'm thankful for you guys. So, I appreciate the support, as always. <clears throat> Continue to say it. I'm having a blast. I hope you're at least enjoying listening half as much as I'm enjoying doing this. So, you guys know the deal. If you could, please rate, review, comment, subscribe, share it with a friend. This is a perfect time to share it with some family members. You're going to see them. It's Thanksgiving week, people. I know you're going to see those family members. So share it with them. Wear that old Walls House t-shirt you got to uh, to Thanksgiving. Make sure you get you get out and get it out and get the, get the word out in the street. So coming up here on the show, we're going to talk to Packers. You know, well, we suck again. We suck again. So Packers suck. NFL, college football, the Flyers, they suck. Uh, MJ uh, MJ called in with a question. Talk a little basketball in response to that. And then, you know, my passing thoughts. So without any further ado, let's get going. Well, let's kick this thing off with the Packers, I guess. Oh, no! We suck again! Indeed we do. We suck again. The Packers are back. They suck again. It, uh, it was fun while it lasted. I, I ridiculed my man, MJ. He sent in a message that's going to talk about it later. We're going to talk about it. It's going to go in kind of a different segment. He's talking more about basketball in it. But he uh, he told me. He told me the Packers were going to beat the Cowboys. I didn't believe him. I, th- I, I thought this was the team we were going to see against the Cowboys. And we were fooled for a week. But fooled no more. They are who we thought they were. That's all I can think of. It's just that they are who they, we thought they were. They just weren't good. And it proved. It was proven. They're four and seven now. 27-17 loss to the Titans. At least we got out of the way on Thursday. We can enjoy Sunday. Have a good time watching the rest of the games. But if it's not one thing with the Packers, it's another. And this week, the problem was they got shredded by Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. And the 31st ranked Tennessee Titans passing offense. And Tannehill went for 22 of 27 for 333 yards and two touchdowns. He did throw a late, late interception, but you know, whatever. Tannehill, 333 yards on this defense that's supposed to be good. And, you know, the excuse was, well, this defense was not meant really to play from behind and stop the run. They were meant to stop the pass and take turnovers. Okay. So, what do you, and I know there's some people out, but, like, still, this defense was supposed to be awesome. 
The offense is still, you know, is still interesting. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Don't worry. But and they even kind of kept Henry in check. Twenty-eight attempts for eighty-seven yards. Not bad for Derrick Henry. He did break it. He did bust a long reception for like forty yards. That was like a check down, if I can remember right. But still, and I couldn't get over. I was, te- you know, texting with the big cat, Bill Gardner, during the game. And we we couldn't get over the third the pathetic third down defense. And just the soft coverage, just let him kind of churn him, just churn it up the middle. You know, little dump passes all across the middle of that that defense. And then they pick up like two yards after the catch. And oh, first down, extend the drive. It's just it's just it was just disappointing. And then, you know, we're talking about the secondary. They they must have just had a competition on who could blow more assignments, just dudes, dudes wide open, as open as you'll ever see someone in the NFL. Like it looked like how open dudes get in college. <sighs> I don't know. I, I I got I got hopeful. I got hopeful. I don't know why I did it to myself. I saw this. I saw this path ahead, and, and it just—it wasn't there. I, I shouldn't have done it to myself, but I did. I, I do it every year in some way, shape, or form. I'm like, oh, we can do it. We can get back into it. Oh, this is the year. This team's really made for a title run. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. That's just all it boils down to. Is I'm a big dumb idiot, and I fall for it with this team all the time. <sighs> what was really the backbreaking? I mean, it was only the second half, and and the Packers were still in it. But that drive in the second quarter by the Titans, they had the ball for 12 minutes and 55 seconds in the second quarter. The defense just could not get off the field. Could not get off the field. And that only made it 14-6. to Here's where the problem lies. And I said I'd talk about the offense, and here it goes. Because this is where it's going to start. This was the Packers' drives in the first half. Three and out to start the game after the Titans drove directly down the field. A touchdown on a phenomenal catch from Christian Watson. On a, It was a, I think he caught him with 12 guys. Was it 12 guys, or he caught him subbing, or was it an offside? One of the two. It was one of those, like, free plays. Then a three and out. And then they get the ball back with 30 seconds left. And again, I know that the Titans possessed the ball for 13 minutes in one quarter. But three and outs are murderers. Like, they kill you. You can't do it. You just can't do it. Because the defense can't get off the field on their own. So you got to give them some time to, you know, sit on the bench a little bit and figure it the fuck out, but that ain't working. So, yeah, that's just that's just this a recipe for not success, a recipe for disaster, you may say. Now, there was a bright spot. Christian Watson, he's suddenly turned into a real bright spot on the team this this past calendar week, if you will. The past two games. The past two games he's had five touchdown receptions. And he's had some really good look in place. He was four for 48 and two touchdowns. I mentioned the one incredible catch. 
what else? What else is coming on this team? You know what's scary? Randall Cobb was the leading receiver. Six catches for 73 yards. Randall Cobb was the leading receiver. Coming back off injury. Randall Cobb was the leading receiver. Gosh, he's only 32. I thought he was like 37. How about that? I didn't realize he was that young. Huh. How about we got rid of him at 28? Nutty. Nutty. But still, he's past his prime. Like, I don't think anyone's debating that. (sighs) Randall Cobb, leading receiver. It's blowing my mind just saying that. So I keep saying it. Aaron Jones, 12 rushes, 40 yards. Not good. Not good. Not good. He's supposed to be the best player on the offense. I've said he's the best player on the offense. I've said you need to get him more touches, though, too. I mean, I guess your touches go down if you're going three and out all the time. So the the offense is bad. Rodgers is missing throws again. Like, he's not, you know, he's... For, like, stretches, he looks like he's as good as he's, you know, as you should expect him to be. And then other stretches, he looks terrible. He was 24 of 39 for 227. Not great. Not great. Jones did have six receptions for 20 yards. Just, I don't know. I got hoping. I got hoping. I got hoping. I, they're done now. Like, the, the season's over. Like, officially. I know I've said that, like, probably three times already on this pod. <laughs> Forgive me. Forgive me. I've said it a couple times. But now, they're they're four and seven. Out ahead of them, there are three teams. They would have to pass four teams to make the playoffs. The Cardinals, who are four and six. The Falcons, who are four and six. The Commanders, who are five and five. The 49ers, who are five and four. 49ers and Cardinals play each other this week. So there may be a 5 and 5 Niners or there's going to be a 6 and 4 Niners and then it's yeah that's all she wrote too. The Falcons and the Commanders. The Commanders have a very winnable game. I'm doing this before the game start. The Commanders have a very winnable game against the Texans today and the Falcons have a very winnable game against the Bears. So We'll know more after, you know, in the, the next segment's going to be me talking about the NFL. I'll do that at the end of Sunday night. So we'll know more then, but there's got to be a time sooner rather than later. I would have to think that Jordan Love has to get some looks. Do you give it another week or two? I mean, I don't know. Give Roger, like, it's probably don't want to play Love in Philly. <laughs> Against Eagles, so that's going to be a no. Maybe against the Bears in two weeks. Week 13, you play him against the Bears. Week 14's the bye. That's Monday night at home against the Rams. Week 16 is... They may let Rodgers run until 16 because that's Christmas Day against the Dolphins. Who knows? Week 17's the Vikings. Hey, maybe they wait till week 18 against the Lions. I don't know. But I think you got to see. You got to give Jordan Love a chance because this team's not going anywhere. You got to figure out what you got going forward. So, well, 
We'll still be talking about the Packers next week. Don't worry. Let's move on to the rest of the NFL. Let's run through the week that was in the NFL. Cowboys. They bounced back. They bounced back in a big way. Absolutely demolish the Vikings. 40-3 win. Never a doubt. Just put it on them. Put it on them. So bad. So bad that CBS in some markets switched away from the game in the middle of the third quarter. They switched away from the Cowboys. Or sorry, no, it was Fox. Was it Fox? No, it was CBS, wasn't it? Because Romo had it, right? Yeah, they must have been one of the games they had. They switched away from a Dallas Cowboys game. The Cowboys get monster numbers. And uh, you know who was an absolute stud in that game is Tony Pollard. Oh my, I'm watching. I also have the uh, Niners game on. Uh, game's not quite over. Should be over by the time we get the, the segment fish, but they almost had a pick. Sorry, I get distracted when I do this. When I have the football game on. Tony Pollard, uh, 80 rushing yards, 109 receiving yards. Whew. You're paying Zeke Elliott a lot of money to not be the best running back on the team. So that's some. Elsewhere and, and good team. And let's keep in mind, the Vikings are a good football team. A really good football team. Other good football teams. Kansas City Chiefs. I'll admit, I fell asleep last night. I didn't make it to the end. Chiefs scored a late field goal. Chargers scored, take the lead. Or no, tie it to tie it up. Sorry, I didn't watch it, so I didn't remember. But left too much time, and down the field goes Patty Mahomes. They get a late field goal to win the game. I think Pat Mahomes is probably the MVP as of this moment, right? Jason. uh, Jason. No, not Jason. I'm struggling. I'm struggling, people. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Three touchdowns. Monster game for me in fantasy. Pat Mahomes said it, that he was the best tight end ever. Is that true? Is he the best tight end ever? Some of the other options, I mean, George Kittle's pretty good. I don't think he's better than Kelsey. Tony Gonzalez, one of the best tight ends ever. Gronk? Gronk, Gronk's got to be in the discussion. I mean, I know I just named mostly recency bias here kind of things, but hey, it, it's a discussion. It's a discussion. The Bills, they get the they get it figured out. They're back on track. They got a little two-game uh, road trip to Detroit because I believe they're right back playing Detroit this week after they had to uh, move their games due to some snow in, in, in Buffalo, you know, six feet of it. Yeah, right back to playing Detroit this week on uh, on Thanksgiving Day. They're going to be the early game. And we got Cowboys-Giants. That's actually a pretty good game for the second one. And then Patriots-Vikings are going to be the night game. And there's another interception thrown by the Cardinals. But yeah, those are some fun games, actually. The Lions, 4-6 and six now. You know, seeing if they can make the uh, the Packers be the worst team in the NFC. NFC uh, NFC North. I mean, they're ahead of the Packers in the standings. The only people below them are the Bears. They're fucking terrible, too. Hey, hoy. So are the Commanders good, by the way? 
Like, is that is that a for real thing that the commanders might be good? They're in dead last in their division. They're six and five, but I mean, the Eagles are nine and one. They got a they got a win. They held on. They scored late over the Colts. I was really rooting for the Colts. Love to see Jeff Saturday reel off some wins after everyone was shitting on him. Screw the people shitting on Jeff Saturday. I think I said that last week, but yeah, let's just give John Fox his 87th try. Yeah, Commanders, 6-5, and five, dead last in their division. Right now, they're, they're going to be a game out of the wild card. They're going to be the first team out because the 49ers are going to win. They're going to go to 6-4. and four. The one's almost over. 49ers starting to catch their stride, by the way. McCaffrey, Debo, Kittle. That's, that's a team to be reckoned with. That's 38-10 to 10 with a, just under two. I think they just went to the two-minute warning. Both the New York teams lost this week. And is there trouble in, in Jets land? I didn't see the full thing and I didn't get the research it. I was doing a lot of a lot of road time today for work. But you know, the Jets quarterback at Wilson there, he uh he was asked if he felt like he let down the uh the defense today. Defense only allowed ten points. No, the defense only allowed three points because that was a pick. At the end, he said, no. No, I do not think I let the uh, the defense down. Robert Sala seemed to, you know, hint that maybe that maybe he did. So maybe there's a little, uh, you know, little, little trouble in paradise, if you will. Never know. Like I said, 49ers going to win. Uh, the Rams, the, that shit show, uh, Cooper Cup's out now. Stafford's injured. And the uh, the Andy Dalton-led Saints get by him. He said both the Lions picked up a win. That was who beat the Giants. Ravens kind of really scratched one out against the Panthers. Panthers made it ugly for them. Raiders-Broncos played a fun game. No consequence to that one, but it was a fun one to watch. And then the Bengals. Bengals. Six and four, second in the NFC North now after uh, an 0-2 start. They find themselves in the playoff hunt. I see that they're in ahead of the Jets right now. Jets are one game out, or, or tied, but one back. Uh, Chargers next at five and five. Big win for Buffalo because they're in, you know, with the Dolphins, they are not leading their division as kind of people thought they'd run away with it. Then over in the NFC, obviously you got the the stacked NFC East, but then the Vikings are still there. Seahawks and Bucks are the other teams, and then the Niners. So and the Niners will move up to be essentially tied in their division with the with the Seahawks. So fun stuff coming. NFL's just getting going. Uh, a little a little note. I did steal this. This was NFL memes tweeted it that uh, Kyler Murray has been in quotation marks, injured, injured since Warzone came out. So, you know, just pointing that out, just pointing that out. That's a big first down right there with just coming out of the two-minute warning for the for the Niners. They pick up the first, so now the, uh, the Cardinals, I doubt they're going to start blowing their timeout. So that game's over. So, yeah, that's what I got for the NFL this week. Uh, should be should be fun stuff heading to the stretch. 
and uh, going to Thanksgiving week. No buys this week. I'm like 99% sure of that. Let me double check before I leave you. Yep. No buys this week. What a great week. Everybody's playing. Niners are kneeling it out. That game's over. Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Winning football games. So that, that wraps it up for the NFL this week. Let's talk some college football, shall we? So let's start with Clarkie's Corner. So last week, Clarkie goes 4-0. and 4-0 for Clarkie. 2-2 for Ole Walls. I, uh, I differed with him. I went with SMU. He had Tulane minus three. I took SMU. Not a good pick by me. Uh, Tulane with a 59-24 win. Rode with them on Alabama. They e- I'm sorry, Alabama. On LSU, they easily cover their 14 with a 41-10 win over UAB. So two wins for us there. I rolled Ball State against Ohio. Just Ohio. No state there. Just Ohio. Ohio, no real problem there. They cover their minus four, 32-18. So another loss for me. And I went with him with Duke plus seven and a half because Duke always covers. And what do you know? They covered again. They keep it tight. Only lose 26 to 28. So like I said, Clarky four and oh on the week. Oh, Wallace two and two. Clarky goes to 29, 21 and two. I have my record at 29, 20 and two. Must have been a game. I don't know what. Uh, there must have been some sort of shenanigans earlier in the week. Earlier in the year, rather, where I, there was a game that I just didn't count for myself. But I may be 29, 21, and 2. I may just not be able to count, or there may have been something else. But I feel like there was something else. So, going forward, Clarkie likes Tulane to get a win. He likes Tulane to win over Cincinnati. He likes Michigan to cover 7.5. I will roll with both of those. He likes Coastal Carolina getting 13.5 against JMU. And he likes Illinois minus 14 versus Northwestern. I'm going to differ with him there. I'm taking his team, his team, the Northwestern Wildcats against Illinois. I think Illinois is going to have a letdown after they, they played Michigan tough this week. So what do we see? Oh, oh, Clark, you wanted me to put this in there. Kind of a funny little rule he, he established for us. He says, rule number one, never bet rivalry games. Funny enough, he took Michigan and maybe one of the biggest rivalry games there is. So, a man breaking rule number one. I'm all about it. I like to break rules myself, so I'm down with that. Okay, this past week, Penn State took care of business. Like we said, Rutgers not very good. 55-10 win. They got they got Michigan State at home this week to complete a 10-win season. That'd be a pretty good year. I mean, not bad. Your only two losses against the teams that are ranked number two and number three. So it'll be interesting how how that's all going to shake out. We'll get there. A team that was right on the verge of probably going to be getting into the playoff, you know, if they bump out the loser of the Michigan-Ohio State game and they don't make it, you know, if somebody, if TCU loses, Tennessee was going to be right there. They were going to be the first ones in, and then they got taken to the woodshed by South Carolina. Absolute beatdown. Like 63-28 to 28 or some shit like that. Just... Spencer Rattler, the ghost of Spencer Rattler, comes out of nowhere, throws for like five touchdowns, 63 to 38. I apologize. Don't want to short you on those 10 points, Tennessee. But yeah, what a what a debilitating loss for them. Uh, speaking of guys in, in the uh, the playoff hunt, TCU and Michigan, both with last second field goals. I believe TCU's was as time expired. 
Michigan was with like nine seconds left. So they both uh, keep themselves in the top four of the playoff rankings. You'd have to imagine unless there's some sort of really weird fuckery um, by the, by the ranking committee and USC keeps themselves alive. They, they get a big win uh, themselves over UCLA 48, 45 tight one there. They hang on at the end and they're, uh, they're going to find themselves probably the first team on the outside looking in. If I could imagine, right, who else might be up there? LSU could be out ahead of them still. Uh, they're number five in the AP top 25. I believe they're number, yep, they're number five in the coaches as well. Penn State at 10 and 11 for those concerned. Uh, in the AP, Tennessee fell to ninth. In the coaches, Tennessee fell to 11th. So your your team's kind of right on the outside looking in of the four 11 and 0 teams. are USC 10 and 1. They probably have the best path to kind of stay there. LSU is nine and two. Alabama nine and two. Clemson ten and one as well. Who's I think I think LSU is in the SEC title game already. I think that's determined. Yeah, LSU and Georgia will play for that. So winner of that's going. I mean, if Georgia loses, I'm if Georgia loses in the SEC title game, I'm guessing they're in. So yeah, interesting. Uh, next this week, a uh, couple big games. The big game. Michigan and Ohio State, I mean, winner of that heads to the, the Big Ten title game to face some lowly Big Ten West team and, you know, run roughshod over them and, you know, get a little warm-up on their way to the playoffs, you'd have to think. And then USC and Notre Dame, uh, they're ranked like 7th and 18th, I believe, in the updated coaches' polls and stuff. So that uh, that's a big game, obviously, for USC. Keep pace get themselves to the the Pac-12 title game and then win that and they've got a chance. They've got a they've got a chance. So we're uh we're on the home stretch. Me and Clark here tied in the uh the betting department. So just a couple more weeks left. We'll uh, we'll see how it all plays out. What's up everybody? It's MJ here. Uh Wally, it's been a couple weeks. Um last time I was on uh kind of gave my prediction and try to make you feel a little bit better about your Packers and uh, gave you a little prediction about the, the Cowboys game. I'm going to try not to talk to that. I'm going to give a quick shout-out to our, our Tar Heels. North Carolina basketball started up. Um, I'm a little concerned. I loved the pod the other week um, when you guys talked some college basketball. I thought that was a great conversation. Um, number one in the country, I, I don't love the way they're playing right now. I think they're letting some teams hang around. I know it's early um, in the season. Really like the way Kentucky's playing. I don't know how much you guys are going to talk about on the on the pod, but um, just you know, some quick thoughts on North Carolina. Um, I'd like to hear your thoughts, Wally. And fuck the Packers. I told you, told you, my sons of bitches, Cowboys wouldn't win that game. Told you. MJ's gone. MJ, I share your concern. I share your concern about the heels. Number one in the country, not quite playing like it yet. They're 3-0, so, you know, winning's winning, right? And that's, you know, all that matters in the long run. But how you win matters. I'm, I'm a big believer in that. There's, you can't just coast and coast and then, oh, we'll figure it out. I always think back. I believe it was the 2008 Memphis basketball team. 07-08. Coached by John Calipari, they had... Derrick Rose on that team, as well as a number of other good players. I can't remember who at this time. But throughout the whole year, one of their big problems was they were a terrible foul shooting team. Terrible. 
but they were undefeated. I think they were undefeated. I got to look these guys up as I'm talking about it. And Calipari kept saying, oh, no, no, no. We'll make them when it matters. We'll make them when it matters. And it's like, no, you won't. Like, that that's not how it works. You don't just all of a sudden make them when it matters. They went 38-2. and two, Ended up vacating everything. Shocker. Derek Rose was on that team. Who else was on that team? Sean Taggart, Willie Kemp, Robert Dozier, Joey Dorsett, Chris Douglas Roberts. Yeah, good team. Very good team. Who'd they lose to? They lost to number two Tennessee in February that year. Were they number one? Were they ranked number one at the time? Yes, they were ranked number one. They'd been ranked number one for... Oh, they started the year ranked number three, climbed to number two. And but okay, as I and then they lose in the national title game to Kansas. That's where I'm going with all this. The big thing was they'll make the foul shots when they need them. They'll make the foul shots when they need them. Well... Turns out they needed to make foul shots to put the game away against Kansas in the Final Four, and they didn't. It, it just, that was the problem. Like, you can, oh yeah, we'll make them win. You don't. No, that's not how it works. You just don't go from, from not doing something to doing something all of a sudden. So I'm a little worried about North Carolina. And I've watched some decent portions of their games. I have not watched, like, all their games. I've not really settled in. And, and, you know, sat down and watched a game. But what's worrisome is, you know, the first game of the year, UNC Wilmington, they're up 11 at half. They don't put them away. Another worrisome thing about that game, they go 2 of 10 from 3. Here's the third worrisome thing. In that game, double-digit scoring from Armando Baycott, R.J. Davis, and Caleb Love, as you'd expect. Not much else. Six points from Pete Nance, who I've not been... Super impressed with. And seven points from Leaky Black, which is about what you're going to get from Leaky Black. Nothing much else. Seth Trimble scored four points, and DeMarco Dunn scored two points. Okay. Move on to the College of Charleston, who was up on them. They took a lead into the first half. Want to hear a recurring problem? Five of 20 from three. Five of 20. They got out-rebounded. By the College of Charleston. Not good. Guess what? They got out-rebounded by UNC Wilmington. Not good. Gardner-Webb. They're up 26-22 at half. Gardner-Webb stays with them. They end up winning by six. Scoring. Got something out of Pete Nance. He scores 18. Caleb Love has 20. RJ Davis has 14. 10 from Baycott. There's nothing coming off the bench with this team. There is nothing coming off the bench with this team. In the college in the in the game against Charleston, again, Baycott 28, Caleb Love 25, RJ Davis 15, 11, Leaky Black 15. Nothing off the bench. Tyler Nickel had eight off the bench, but there's 100 you score 102 points, people are going to find some buckets here and there. There's nothing coming off the bench. They went 8 of 25 against Gardner Webb shooting the three. So better. That's an acceptable number, at least. But rebounding numbers were right there again. 40 to 38. They turned the ball over 10 times against Gardner Webb. 
Oh boy, I started a video. We don't want that. So yeah, I'm a little worried about North Carolina. Like you just look at the stats, you look at the game, eight turnovers against Charleston as well, nine turnovers against UNC Wilmington. I'm a little worried. They're getting out-rebounded. There's no help off the bench scoring-wise. I'm not thrilled with Pete Nance. So, um, a little worrisome. They got they got James Madison today. I think it's literally probably tipping off right as I'm talking. Portland on Thanksgiving Day. And then their, their first real test is they're going to Indiana for, I believe that's probably the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Indiana's ranked 12th in the country. That's on Wednesday, November 30th. So, we're going to find out a lot about them in that game against Indiana, and then it's into the it's into the, um, the the conference schedule. They also play Ohio State and Michigan. A lot of Big Ten games this year, apparently. Um, but yeah, so we're going to find out a little bit about them. I'm I'm worried. I'm worried because you don't just you don't just figure it out. And I, I'm I think I mentioned it before. I is this a team that just got really hot last year? And kind of got on a run, and they brought everybody back, so they got ranked number one. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. Not gonna lie. And MJ, yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what the Packers did to your to your Cowboys just one last time. The Flyers are who we thought they were. A team that sucks. A winless week. They have only won one game since, uh, let's just think how many games they've won this month. In the month of November, they've only won, let's see, one, two, three games in the month of November compared to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight losses. Three and eight so far in November. Not good. Well, I guess, you know, hockey terms, hockey terms here, it would be, Three, five, and three, because there have been three overtime losses, one shootout loss. <laughs> this, <clears throat> excuse me. This past week, a uh, pair of overtime losses. Uh, they have not won a game in overtime yet this year. If the game goes to overtime, they lose. Just pointing that out. So Tuesday, they get to overtime with the with the Blue Jackets, Columbus. This was a this was a fun game, back and forth. Uh, traded some goals, and you know, next thing you know, you end up in overtime. I believe they fell down. Let me let me double check here, if I can make sure. I'm, yeah, they fell down two zero, tie it up, two two, fall down four two, tie it up, four four to get it into overtime, and then make it just a terrible turnover that leads to a three on one, and then the Blue Jackets score the game winning goal to do that. Disappointing, disappointing to say the least. Excuse me. I have a little. I don't know. Might be, might be coming down a little cold, a little cold here, so I apologize. Uh, Bruins shellac them on Thursday, four one. That was to be expected. Bruins are pretty good. Uh, pretty good. I believe they have the best record in the NHL. Is uh, what pretty good means. Let me double check. Yeah, seventeen and two. 34 points. Uh, the Devils, 16-3. and three. The Devils that the Flyers beat this year, by the way. So that's impressive. Somehow they did that. God only knows how that happened. And then, uh, oh, Saturday. Saturday was one. Ugh. Saturday. 
the Canadians. They're up 4-3 and give up a goal with 1.9 seconds remaining in the game to get tied 4-4, heading to overtime. No goals in overtime, so we go to a shootout. No goals from the Flyers in shootout. Three misses. I will say the one, I think it was Morgan Frost. Let me double check. Let me double check. I believe it was Morgan Frost. I was I was very busy Saturday. I was cooking another turkey. I'm a turkey man now. I make the turkeys. Does it tell me? Yeah, Morgan Frost hit one off the goalpost in in the second attempt in the shootout. That would have been the, the tying one. So yeah, not good. And then tonight they just got boat raced again by the, the Calgary Calgary Flames. So this week coming up. Games that should be winnable, but you know, don't probably won't be. The they've got the Capitals Wednesday in Washington. You know, the Capitals are even worse than the Flyers. They're seven, ten, and three. Flyers are seven, eight, and four. So should be a winnable game. You'd you'd have to think, right? Host the Penguins on Friday, Black Friday game. Can they do that? Can they have any success there? The Penguins seem to uh, you know. The, from the little I've learned, the Penguins tend to own the Flyers. Again, Penguins not great. 9-7-3. and three. Just one spot ahead of them in the uh, the standings in the division. And then at the Islanders on Saturday. Now the Islanders are solid. 12-8. and eight, 24 points this year so far. So, probably be like 0-3. Oh, 2 oh, I'm going to say 0-2-1. Oh, They'll lose a game in overtime this week. So. The, uh, the Flyers are who we thought they were, and they suck. Why don't I hit you with some of those passing thoughts? We're going to start passing thoughts out this week on a, a little bit of a somber tone. Jason David Frank, known to uh, known to people my age, is the Green Ranger and the White Ranger, after the, the Green Ranger lost his powers, uh, has died. Uh, I didn't see what it was, but... Uh, Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger and the White Ranger, has passed away. R.I.P. Um, he was also tatted from his wrists all the way across his chest. So, R.I.P. Jason David Frank. You were by far the baddest Power Ranger, uh, and everybody wanted to be him, unless you were a loser. Yeah, everyone wanted to be the Green Power Ranger and the White Power Ranger, unless you were a chick or a loser. So, R.I.P. Moving on. Moving on to good things. It's Thanksgiving week, ladies and gentlemen. It's the best holiday of the year, and I will fight anybody to defend that. Thanksgiving is by far my favorite holiday. I think it's the best holiday. There's no stupid gifts. There's no, you know, you don't have to worry about a stupid Christmas tree. You don't have to put lights up. You just show up. You go hang out with your friends and your family. You watch some football. You drink some booze. You eat some turkey. You eat some stuffing. Eat some mashed potatoes, eat some pies, apple pies, pumpkin pies, pecan pies. There's pumpkin rolls, pumpkin pies. Did I say that twice? Ah, oh, I love it. Just what a, what a great holiday. You show up, you toss the pigskin around, you knock back some drinks, you eat some food, watch some football, enjoy your friends and family. I've said it all twice now, I think. It's so nice I had to say it twice. Thanksgiving. Best holiday. There's people in this world that say Thanksgiving dinner is overrated. They're idiots. This is going to be my third Thanksgiving dinner. I can't wait. 
I ate leftovers for a week after my first Thanksgiving dinner. I got leftovers up in my fridge for my second Thanksgiving dinner. Thanksgiving is the best holiday. The meal's awesome. You're a loser if you disagree. I got a little fired up there over Thanksgiving. I don't know why I got so fired up over Thanksgiving. So, you know, why don't we calm down with some politics? What You know, that's usually the calm down. Donald Trump, he's back. Not only is he back on Twitter, Elon reinstated him after he ran a poll, but he's back to run for president. I don't know who's more happy, the, like, people who are really into MAGA or, like, the Democrats of the news stations because they're, like, he's the favorite guy to run against. Like, the Dems just want to run against him, and the news stations just want to talk about him. So I think the news stations are probably the happiest. Because now they can just run, they can just run programming about Trump all day long, just all day and night. It's going to be nonstop Trump on CNN and MSNBC for the next two years. So this should be another fun two years of an election cycle. Hopefully, he just gets beat in the primary and goes away. That would be probably the best. <clears throat> um, oh, let's mix a little boxing news in here because I didn't have enough to do anything for a full fight segment. Apparently, Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis have signed to fight sometime in early 2023. But there's no official date. April's being targeted, I guess. But they're both going to fight in the interim. Tank Davis has announced some some schmuck to fight that he's going to fight on pay-per-view and get like 12,000 pay-per-view buys on. And Ryan Garcia is going to do the same thing, apparently. Chalk this one up to, I'll believe it when they're in the ring together. There's just, there's no day. It's like agreed upon, but not signed. They're both fighting interim fights. Tank Davis has like a court date in February. Like, I'll believe it when they're fighting. Like, I'll believe it as they're walking to the ring. I've been seeing a lot of uh, of videos of like reels of Saturday Night Live and the joke swap. Between the two guys, I think it's what, the Weekend News Report, I think is the segment. It's it's a white guy and a black guy. I, I don't I don't know their names. I, I could probably look it up, but I don't care. The white dude's married to uh, Scarlett Johansson now, so good for him. And it's fucking hilarious. They both like write each other's jokes, and it's funny. And every time it pops up on there. I don't know if the rest of Saturday Night Lights any good. Or Saturday Night Lights. Saturday Night Live is any good, but those those segments are pretty funny, and I'm up for seeing more of them. Exceeds expectations, you may say. You know what doesn't exceed expectations, at least in week one for me? Yellowstone. I know, just week one. But that was, I don't know, week one was a letdown to me. I don't know, I didn't, I, I, I worried that we've hit the point of, you know, being too far. Hopefully they wrap it up this season. Who knows? I mean, they've got 19,000 other Yellowstone-related shows. They've got 1883. They've got 1923. They're going to do, like, a, a, another spinoff of, like, Six Sixes. Taylor Sheridan's got, like, three other shows. He's got the new Tulsa King show with, with Sly Stallone. He's got the uh, the show with Jeremy Renner. She, I can't, uh, Kingstown, mayor of Kingstown. So I think it's, you know, judging off the first episode, haven't seen the second episode yet. I think it's time to wrap it up. I will say about the first episode, I'm over Casey's wife. 
I'm over that storyline. Spoiler, I'm going to go for about 30 seconds here, starting now. So she's pregnant and driving herself to the hospital and like having severe pains. And her solution is to drive as fast as she can, like a fucking idiot swerving back and forth. Maybe just slow down and pull over. Just a fucking thought. Just a fucking thought. Okay, I think I nailed... uh, That was a little under 30 seconds, but we are back. Spoiler-free, I believe, now. Yep, spoiler-free. No more Yellowstone spoilers. I will say, this is like a half-ass spoiler. I mean, there's a flashback scene, and there's like a Jeep. Like a Jeep Cherokee from like the early to mid-90s. That made me feel old. Because, like, my parents had, like, Jeeps that looked like a Jeep that looked like that. And I love those old Jeeps, too. Like, they are so badass looking. They're the best. If I ever won the lottery, I'm going to buy, like, a 1985 Toyota pickup truck and, like, a 1991 Jeep Cherokee. Like, that's going to be, like, my splurges. (laughs) Speaking of cars, I I get this, you know, thought. Every time I see a Prius... It is covered in bumper stickers. Like, do they make you sign an agreement when you buy the fucking thing? Like, hey, we promise we'll put bumper stickers all the fuck over this thing. And I swear we'll do it with the most liberal left-leaning ones of all time. On the flip side, there's some dude in a jacked-up truck with the dumbest fucking bumper stickers of all time that are, like, more right-leaning. It's probably hard to decide who has a smaller penis between those two situations. Um, there was some snow snowfall up in Buffalo. Mentioned earlier, Buffalo played their uh, their football game in Detroit, but my God, seventy seven inches in some spots. I think that was near Watertown, New York, which is which is up a little little north and a little east. I think my geography's right. Seventy seven inches. Naughty, naughty. Things I am now. I'm the turkey cooker extraordinaire. That That's happened. I've cooked two turkeys so far this year. Other things I am. I'm a craftsman now. I've built not one, but two. Two raised garden beds. I'm a craftsman. If you want a, you want a garden bed, OWH garden bed, you just, you put your order in. Old walls will make it up. I'll, I'm just a craftsman. I'm a wood. I'm a woodworking. I was gonna say I'm a woodsman, but that you know insinuates you're an outdoorsman. No, I'm a woodworker. I'm a woodworking craftsman. I work with my hands. I build things. I build things. I also play Warzone too. Getting the hang of it. A little different. I do miss the original Warzone. That was you know it was a moment in time, like early Fortnite. That game first came out, fork got all fucky. It was great. But Warzone 2, not bad. Got a we got a win the other night. We got our first win. So we're trucking. We're trucking. Uh saw this. Rory McElroy, 2022 golf earnings. Again, not much of a golf setting. He just won the DP World Tour like thing overall. But I didn't follow it close enough to, to tell you anything about it. So these are roughly approximate things pga tour including fec fedex cup bonus and the comcast thing whatever you know that shit is 
roughly twenty eight and a half million. DP World Tour, including R two D bonus, whatever that means. This was tweeted by, oh, what's this guy's name? It, his handle is VC six oh six. He's like the OWGR guru. DP World Tour four point three million. The pip, assuming he came in second, twelve million. So about forty five million dollars, which is uh, more than what DJ made on Live in in earnings. Now, grand DJ, you know what? Rumored for one hundred fifty million upfront bonus. So. Pretty wild. And, um, oh, dude. Speaking of the things that make me feel old, heard Blink 182 on a classic rock station. Classic rock. Blink 182. They were making songs in the 90s and early 2000s, and now we're on classic rock with that. You know what song came on next? A song by the fucking Rolling Stones. What? Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. So, saw, um, we're, we're watching, the roommate and I was watching Four Christmases on TV the other day. And I love Vince Vaughn, one of my favorite actors of all time. So listen to this, like, six-year run of he had. I got to look him up. In 03, he does Old School. 04, he does Starsky and Hutch, Dodgeball, and he's in Anchorman. Uncredited, but he's in it. 05. He's in Be Cool, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and Wedding Crashers. 06, he's in The Breakup. 07, he's in Into the Wild and Fred Claus. And then 08, he's in Four Christmases. And then 2009, he's in Couples Retreat. What a stretch. What an absolute stretch. That's all I got for you. Let's go wrap this thing up. Closing time, everybody. Uh, again, thank you so much. As I said, you know, when I'm asked at the table what I'm thankful for this year, I'm going to say I'm thankful for all my listeners Old Walls House. So just make sure you guys say you're thankful for Old Walls House and that you get to listen to it weekly. Just make sure you tell everybody. Remember, tell, perfect time, tell your family, Old Walls House. It's the place to be. Uh, but thank you, guys, in all seriousness. I really I appreciate all the support, everybody listening. So thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll be back next week. Um, got a lot of football to talk about, obviously, last week of college football, full week of NFL, no buys this week, as I mentioned earlier, so a lot of good stuff uh, coming. College basketball is getting going. The Flyers will have probably lost all three games, and we'll, we'll get to bitch about that. So, again, thank you guys. We'll be back next week. Till then, oh, don't let me do this. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your time. Enjoy the greatest holiday of the year. Enjoy the greatest meal of the year. Okay, now we can say it. Until next time, peace!